Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Friday, everybody. Time for the Buck Baloo Show live at the Battery Atlanta here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. We're in studio. You can click and watch. And of course, listen on the fan app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Listen anywhere, anytime. And Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow. Really means 10 o'clock hour on the show brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. You need to win your personal injury case. I would say go to championshiplaw.com. Road dog ready. We got DT ready. I'm ready. Let's get it started. Bucks. Big. Take. Sounds like Georgia offensive coordinator Todd Monken is the top candidate to replace Byron Leftwich in Tampa as the Bucks' new offensive coordinator. Been there, done that. Monken was the Bucks' offensive coordinator in 2016, 2017, 2018. But will he take that job again? Not so sure about that. Is Brady coming back? And who would the Bucks' quarterback be if Brady doesn't return? Is head coach Todd Bowles going to be there beyond 2023? Monken needs to know these things if he's going to make that jump. Know this. NFL coordinators typically don't make more than what Monken's making at Georgia, which is $2 million plus. Kirby has already had to replace Jim Chaney, Mel Tucker, Sam Pittman, and Dan Lanning. And he might have to add Glenn Schumann and Todd Monken to that list. And if he does, know this. Kirby's got it covered. Plug and play with Muschamp as the defensive coordinator. And elevate Mike Bobo as the new offensive coordinator. Stay tuned. We'll be tracking this story, obviously. The Big Take brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. Doesn't it come down, I know you said the money may be equal, but it's quality of life, right, at this Where stage? Where you don't have to recruit. No recruiting. No 365 days a year, 24-7 recruiting. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what most of these coaches uh, – most of them will look at it that way. There's some coaches that have been on both sides, you know, that coached in the NFL, you've coached in college, you got to really, uh, you know exactly what you're getting into in both of those jobs. 
that determine that they enjoy coaching on one level more than the other. So maybe Monken enjoys coaching the teenagers more than the grown men. Feels like, you know, there was a day and time not too long ago when Todd Monken felt like, look, ultimately what I want to be is a head coach in the National Football League. But, you know, that was years ago. Maybe that time has passed. Earlier this week, I spoke about some of the things that could keep Todd Monken in Athens. One is that they're winning big in Athens right now. He enjoys working for Kirby Smart now. His wife and family enjoy Athens. So there's a pull. And then the money's going to be, he's probably going to make, well, the money's going to be roughly the same for Monken. I don't believe the Bucks are going to go and pay him three, four million dollars a year to come down and be the offensive coordinator. I, I think they're a little cheap down there in Tampa. So you got to weigh all those things, and then make a decision what's best for you. But you know, on the big take, what I'm pointing out, even if Monken makes the jump, Kirby's got it covered. You got Mike Bobo already on the staff. He already knows the personnel like the back of his hand. And look, he has gotten this this reputation from some Georgia fans in the fan base that, you know, were totally against uh, Mike Bobo and the job he was doing when he ultimately left. And, you know, he was chasing to be a head coach and got that opportunity at Colorado State. But he's probably glad to get away from some of this criticism that was coming down on him. But I've always liked, you know, we heard the locker room talking about when Hudson was the quarterback earlier Guess who was the coordinator? Mike Bobo was the coordinator. And they were scoring over 40 points a game that season. So I'm a big fan of of Mike Bobo. Now, I didn't have to play for him like Hudson had to. Hudson likes to tell the stories about how it was tough. He had to be tough. Thick-skinned to play for Mike Bobo. And some of the fans, as I recall, you remember this, Adam? They were critical of some of the play calls. You know how it goes when you're the play caller. Everybody thinks they can do a better job than you can. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He was taking heat those last few years for sure. And it was the armchair quarterback just coming after him. And like you just said, and with Hudson, they were setting records with the amount of points they were putting up, but it wasn't good enough for people. Well, and they're uh, setting records with Todd Monken as the offensive coordinator, too. The back-to-back national championships. People will always remember Coach Monken and the job he did if he ends up leaving. I mean, it was really, really impressive, the numbers they were throwing down this season. They averaged over 41 points a game. And I told you before the season started, if you were listening to the show, you may have heard me say, Georgia has an offense, the personnel, the offensive coordinator. They've got a chance to be a top-five offense in college football. And, you know, it turns out I just happened to be right on that. They were top-five in college football, scoring over 41 points a game. Led the SEC in third-down conversions, converting 40, uh, 52% of the time. That led the SEC. The only team in college football that passed for 290-plus yards per game and ran for 200-plus yards a game. The only team in college football. Talk about balance. In fact, they averaged 5.5 yards per carry this season, which is a wonderful thing when you can hand it off on two consecutive plays and get a first down. 
And I think Bobo, too, is, is probably uh, better now than he was then. The experiences of moving on and then coming back, uh, being able to know and get to uh, see what, what Todd Monken was doing offensively. Had to rub off on Mike Bobo, and I'm sure that if he ended up getting the offensive coordinator's job, you're going to see some of those concepts Monken was utilizing. You'll see Bobo doing the same thing in the coming year. But Kirby's got it covered when it comes to the coordinators. Sort of like what Nick Saban used to have stockpiled over in Tuscaloosa. Had a coach leave. Well, we've got we've got a. We've got an analyst uh, down the hallway there. We'll just elevate him to the coordinator. Like Saban may be doing with Todd Grantham. I hope so. I hope that comes true. I want to see the third in Grantham's come back. <laughs> yeah, well, look, remember now, he's going to have Saban looking over his shoulder. So probably wouldn't be calling the same kind of defense as he did uh, over down there at Florida when things went bad. Uh, Friday, man, let's have a little fun. Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what again? Say what? Stop it! Say what? Say what? Yeah, I ran across this doing some show prep. We actually do that for this show. I'm not sure a lot of people, you know, do the show prep thing. It seems like some of these people are just winging it. But, yeah, we do some show prep, and I ran across this one, and I'd always wondered about this, always curious about what happened, the need to know what the real story was. Josh McDaniels, the coach for the Las Vegas Raiders, when he was the offensive coordinator in Boston with the Patriots, he took the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job. And then he decided, you know what, I don't want to take that job. So I'm going to turn that. I know I took it. I told you I'm taking the job, but I don't want the job. And I always wondered what happened. I thought maybe, look, uh, the owner for Boston came back and said, look, we're going to take care of you. When Belichick leaves, you're going to be the head coach. We're going to give you a great salary here. No reason to leave. But that's not the case at all. Dan Dockich. He's a college basketball analyst and does some sports talk radio up in Indiana. He came across what the real deal is. How about this now? So McDaniels has taken the Colts job. And the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, comes to visit McDaniels at his home. And McDaniels and his wife are hosting Ursay at their house. Well, Ursay during the visit, went to the bathroom in the McDaniels home and stayed in the bathroom for an hour. What? Before he resurfaced. Stayed in the bathroom for an hour. That doesn't make sense. When he left, Josh McDaniels' wife reportedly told Josh... We're not taking that job. There's something weird about that. Dirty old man. What was he doing in the bathroom for an hour? That's odd. We can't put our future in his hands. He's a weird dude, man. 
You visited some homes, I'm sure, uh, with your dating, DT. Have you ever spent an hour in the girls' uh, parents' bathroom? Uh, no, I, I can't. I can't say I've ever done that. But Road Dog, how about you and your experiences? Have you ever spent an hour in somebody else's bathroom? It depends on if I went to Taco Bell beforehand or not. Now I know in the movie something about Mary. Uh, you know, there's a reason why he got caught up in the bathroom for that length of time. The zipper got him. Something else got caught up in the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then what they was said it? Beans. And uh, it was. Uh, Dumb and Dumber was another one where they had the bathroom scene where he he did number two in there and then he had to lift up the window and he was taking the towel and try to fan it out of the the window. He stayed in there pretty long, it seemed like. But what would you think, right, if you've got the owner of an NFL team coming over and he spends an hour in your bathroom? Well, it... I mean, you could get it all out in, in 15 to 20 minutes, I would imagine. Just odd. Maybe he was sitting there watching TikTok and just lost track of time. That happens to me sometimes. You know, I, I have no idea what he was thinking or what he was doing. But it was downright odd. And McDaniels decided, you know what? Take the wife's advice and just head on back to Boston. Say what? I always wondered what the deal was with that, why he backed out. Ursay, uh, he could have been in there drinking. Don't come in! All right, coming back on the other side, a more serious topic. We'll hang out with Chip Towers with the AJC. Talk about the uh, Willock situation over at Georgia. Looking forward to having Chip on. That'll be next. Buck Baloo Show, live in the Battery Atlanta on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Weekends here, folks. Buffalo Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7. Appreciate hanging out with me Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Got some NFL playoff talk coming up in just a moment. Looking forward to seeing the four big games this weekend. And I'm with you, DT. I have always felt like 
the divisional round of the NFL playoffs was the best weekend of the year as far as pro football goes. You get the, you're down to the best teams in the NFL. And you get four games. Looking forward to seeing them. We'll break it down coming up in a moment. What was Ursay doing in that bathroom? We've already addressed that. Time to move on, Buck. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Chip Towers from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covering the Bulldog athletic scene. And, uh, Chip, you're a busy man, man. I'm feeling for you these days. You go through the football season. That's a grind. Uh, you cover the national championship parade and all of that. And then you, uh, I'm assuming, were uh, woke up in the middle of the night to hear the tragic uh, news about the car accident taking the lives of a player and a staff member. Uh, Chip, no, you've got a, a piece up, AJC.com. Saw it last night uh, covering what was an advertised press conference yesterday. What can you tell us about that for those people that hadn't read it yet? Well, you know, the the press conference that wasn't, I mean, I guess it was a press conference, but there was a, what it was for is just, uh, uh, you know, unclear. I would just say, uh, you know, this uh, big, big injury lawyers firm, Roy T. Willie, uh, originally claimed and, and, and sent messages out to, through, uh, you know, the media streams that uh, they were going to have a press conference with the family uh, uh, yesterday uh, to discuss possible legal actions r- regarding this uh, fatal accident that occurred early Sunday morning. And, um, you know, I, I just happened to talk to, I mean, you know, I'm not going to take these people's words for it. So I called, you know, uh, Devin Willick's father. He says, I don't know anything about a press conference. I don't know anything about this thing and we're not going and we're not planning on suing anybody. And, um, it was interesting. Sure enough, Roy T. Willie holds this press conference, but sure enough, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, uh, Mr. Willick, uh, and, and, uh, his wife, Charlene were not in attendance. And, uh, he just sort of uh, read some statements and didn't take any questions and walked away. It was all kind of uh, uh, yucky, for lack of a better word. And um, but you know, who knows what's going to come of all that? I, I you know, I, I don't know that legal action will or will not be taken. But obviously, uh, you know, uh, you know, somebody's life was taken here. Two young people and other people were injured, and and. Uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be a surprise if some kind of legal action eventually is taken in some way, shape, or form. But you know, the from directly from uh, Devin Willick's family, um, you know, the University of Georgia is taking good care of them um, right now, and um, it's just a terrible, sad, tragic situation. Now, the staff member Chandler Lacroix uh, laid to rest in Tacoa earlier this week. Devin Willock, they'll have a private service tomorrow in Athens, and then a public service back in his home in New Jersey. I, I saw where you quoted Mr. Willock. He said, "We have no reason to uh, do that, meaning sue, because they are already compensating us a hundred percent." What do you read into that, Chip? Well, you know, I'm not 100% sure what to make of that necessarily. I mean, other than, you know, look, you know, they're they're taking care of the Willick family in, in every way that, uh, 
you know, the law and, and NCA rules allow at this point. And, uh, of course, the Georgia people, and I, I think, uh, you know, Mr. Willick, who is a, a you know, first-generation immigrant from Antigua uh, and, and his wife, Charlene, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they, there's been hundreds of thousands of dollars raised, I believe, or tens of thousands at least, uh, through a gun GoFundMe, and I, I think they think of that as Georgia. That's Georgia fans. Um, a lot of people donating seventy-seven dollars at a time, which was uh, his number, Devin Willick's number, uh, to to help you know with with uh, all the expenses that come with it. You know, it's a terribly tragic story when you dive into it. That, that Dave and Charlie Willick lost a, uh, another son thirteen years ago in the exact same manner. Uh, at the exact same age, 20 years old, um, their older son was, was taken, uh, coming back to New Jersey from a night at New York City. Uh, and so, you know, they're, they're just crushed in, in spirit. But, you know, in the middle of that, you know, uh, you know, lawyers and legal action and all that kind of stuff is, is um, you know, sort of uh, arisen out of the middle of it and, um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, for now, Devin Willick is uh, going to be honored this Saturday at the UGA Chapel, as I understand. It hadn't been an official announcement from the University of Georgia yet, um, but that's uh, that's the plan, according to Mr. Willick, uh, 1130 tomorrow at UGA Chapel. That is one of the most heartbreaking stories that, that Chip, I've ever heard. The family's already been through this once, going through it again. I just can't imagine how they're holding up. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, no, I asked, I asked Mr. Willick, you know, how he was doing that. And he said he cries a lot, right? I mean, uh, you're a parent, Buck, I am too. Uh, you know, I can't imagine losing a child, much less two children in, in this manner. And, you know, and, you know, the, the world is full of stories like that. Uh, um, loss of life is part of life and, uh, it's a difficult part. And, you know, then when you get into the details of exactly what happened that night, you know, not all of which has come out, but certainly we've heard from the police about it. You know, it's just really sad. Um, and, you know, these kind of things, uh, people deal with them every day. And the University of Georgia is doing everything it can to, uh, to uh, you know, handle this as, as well as you possibly can. But, yeah, you know, uh, Chandler LaCroix uh, had a huge um, funeral this, uh, uh, yesterday in Tacoa that was attended by the entire Georgia football team, all pretty much all of the administration. And then, you know, hundreds of people from the city of Tacoa, uh, where that young lady was from and left quite, uh, uh, an impression on, uh, that entire community. And then, uh, you know, I talked to, uh, he actually didn't want to be quoted on anything, but I, I talked to, at length with uh, Deb Willick's coach in uh, from from Paramus, uh, New Jersey. Uh, his name is John Whitehead, and he just gushed about the kind of young man that Devin Willick was. Um, he said, "You know, I know people think this that 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 you know, you, you when somebody passes, that you say that they were just uh, so wonderful." And and he said, "But that's that's the way Devin Willick was. You know, just a gentle giant, a guy who." didn't bully anybody and wouldn't take any bullying up there at Paramus Catholic where he went to school and uh, was a great student. And he said he just absolutely loved 
absolutely loved his time at the University of Georgia and was so excited about coming back. He assured his high school coach that Georgia was going to win a third national championship, and he, and he was so excited about that. He's certain that Georgia is going to be able to do it next year. So that's the other side of this. You know, I mean, uh, nobody wants to talk about that, but, you know, Devin Willett was, uh, you know, a major player on Georgia's offensive line was going to play a huge role uh, on their team next year. But, uh, you know, none of that stuff matters in the grand scheme of things. And uh, right now you just have two uh, parents in, in, in tremendous anguish at this point. Yeah, the uh, the Bulldog Nation, you go from the highest of highs, back-to-back national championships, and then the the lowest of lows. Uh, really is, is taking the joy for uh, most everyone that, that I know is taking the joy out of winning the title again. I, I know I feel that way. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, you know, it's uh, I, you know, I, I I don't know if you, you call it, you know, it takes the wind out of the sails or whatever it is. And, and again, you know, uh, human life is precious and it's way more important than than anything else. And and you know, I've heard some people say that you know, um, you know, this is not going to change anything from a football standpoint. But it's a but it's a it's a giant gap uh, in everything where uh, you know everybody's going to have to slow down and and take a look around at uh, the way things are going and how things are being uh, run and things are being handled and, uh, and make sure that, you know, that, that the right decisions are being made uh, about everything. And so it's a difficult time. Uh, University of Georgia is a huge proud institution and, and they will survive this as always, and they will handle it uh, as honorably as it possibly can be handled, but it's a difficult time and they'll have to get through it. Chip Towers with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Check him out at AJC.com. Doing an awesome job covering Bulldog athletics. Chip, uh, hang tough, get some rest. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, thanks, pal. Chip Towers, always great to have him on. Hey, we have uh, want to give you a heads up to the uh, the podcast park brought to you by Associated Credit Union. We've got, got you covered when it comes to the Falcons and Dogs and uh, Braves baseball with our incredible podcast by... You know, uh, so many people on the 680 The Fan staff. I've got Bucks Beat that dropped yesterday, episode 79. We're talking about Stetson Bennett and whether he's going to get in or participate in the Senior Bowl. Talk about A.D. Mitchell and him uh, exiting to Texas and then taking a look at this offensive line in 2023 and what that's going to look like. But you can uh, pull that up at thepodcastpark.com or wherever it is you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Appreciate you checking that out and being a part of my podcast. Let's get to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, Buck, we got the mostly NFL top five here we're dealing with. As you talked about, exciting weekend of NFL playoffs division round. Four games set Saturday and Sunday. We'll start here with the final game of the uh, of the slate Sunday night. We got Niners and Cowboys. What a just a classic NFC uh, NFC matchup. But Buck, a lot of talent on the field between the Niners and the boys. Who do you see as the best player on the field that night? Well, I, I see it being Debo Samuel. Okay, not gonna argue with that. 
Anytime you could take a wide receiver and put him at running back and have him thriving and then being a receiver out of the running back position, but I'm so impressed with the way he runs the football. This guy looks like a running back when they put him back there, and he's been so impactful for the 49ers who have won 10 games or 11 games in a row, I believe now. An amazing run they've had. And Debo here last week was a big part of the reason why they were able to move on in the playoffs. He, you got to feed the beast, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. uh, feed the beast Debo's and the beast. beast. Debo had 10 touches last weekend. Or was it nine? Uh, yeah, nine touches in the game last weekend. And in a matchup like this, man, I'd say you got to get him 10 or more yeah, touches in this game up, against the Cowboys. Uh, he's almost the inverse of Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, a running back that you yeah. could line up at receiver. Debo Samuel, a receiver that you can and line up. And ultimately, uh, I think the Niners have more weapons than the Cowboys do. I tell you, if there's one player on either of those teams that I'll take on my team and I think might be the most impressive player Sunday night is Micah Parsons. He might have the most impact of any player in that game. So He's a good one. A lot of talent there. Did we'll we pass watching. on him in the draft, the Falcons? I believe so, Bob. Yeah, we passed on him. All right. Well, let's move on. We'll talk about a quarterback showdown. This one, Bengals and Bills, uh, Sunday afternoon, the early game on Sunday. Buck, who you got in the big game? Do you want Joe Burrow or do you want Josh Allen? Man, that's tough. Right? Oh, my Come goodness. on. We're not. We're not. We're, we're, I mean, we're, you're going to force me to pick one? Yeah, Buck. Come on. I'm going Joe Burrow. Oh, wow. Uh, because Josh Allen seems to turn the ball over so much. But there's one knock on his game, for sure. I mean, he's had five picks in the last three games. Mm -hmm. And you can't afford to be turning the ball over in the playoffs, especially when you advance to the divisional round because you're playing one of the best teams in football. So I think that is the one wart that Josh Allen has. I certainly love him as a talent, but you can't be turning that ball over and Joe Burrow does a great job of protecting the football, and he's going to need to do it up in Buffalo. Bengals five-and-a-half-point underdogs in that game. Did you hear Joe Burrow? They asked me the other day, do you feel like an underdog in this game? Joe Burrow said, I don't ever feel like an underdog. Well, because he's a championship quarterback. He wins big games, and he shows up when he has to, so that's very exciting. I heard for... Coach O would take Joe Burrow in this this little quiz, that too. That wouldn't surprise me, I'm sure. Coach O, big Joe Burrow fan. All right, Buck. Giants and Eagles. Giants now seven and a half point underdogs in this game headed to Philadelphia. Why are the Eagles such such big favorites? What's the big advantage for the Philadelphia in this game? Uh, they got better players. That's that usually helps, right? Jimmy I think the Giants are well coached, though. That I look at uh, Dable being maybe the the coach of the year. Much better than they've been coached for the last what eight ten years. It seems There's like. no doubt. I think the big advantage uh, the Eagles have, though, is they've dominated the G-Men in Philadelphia over the last decade. Eagles have whipped them nine times in a row Ooh. when the Giants have come to Philadelphia. Uh, in fact, their last win in Philadelphia was 2013. That's a new Giants team, though, just as you well, talked about. the home field edge is crazy. You know those Eagles fans. Oh, I is. bet old Kincaid's going to be in there. Saturday night, they'll get all lubed up and ready to roll for There's the primetime no game. Yeah. I said home field advantage is the biggest advantage. Okay. And not, not just the fact that the Eagles might have the deepest, most complete roster in the NFL. That might help, too. Well, I'm not going to brag on what's that GM's name, Howie? Roseman, I think it's his name. They've assembled a lot of talent up in Philadelphia. All right, but what is, uh, speaking of big underdogs, the Jags now nine-point underdogs headed to Kansas City. What is the key for the Jags? Can they pull this off, Buck? 
Well, they they got to be confident, right? They've won six games in a row. Looking good, right? And they uh, rose from the dead last week against the Chargers. And I would say the biggest key for the Jags is you got to you got to start fast. I mean, you're playing the Chiefs, all right, the Super Bowl favorite in their backyard. You can't afford to have a first half like you did a week ago against the Chargers because they're going to blow your doors off. So I think it's really important for Jacksonville to come out and have a fast start in this game. Score early, maybe get a big stop, get a little momentum going. And you have a bad first half, this game's over. So you don't like that formula from last week for the Jags, right? Uh, Get up nobody early. would. <laughs> it, did, it seemed to work out last week, but not. Well, let's just say the Chiefs aren't the charge. Tough uh, in Kansas City there, too. All right, Buck, we touched on all four games. Let's close out the top five. A little off-the-field news. What are your thoughts on Sean Payton, the job search? Where's it going to be, Buck? Well, I'm just blown away with the demands that he's making. Yeah, money. Woo. 20 to $25 million per year. Is he starting at quarterback? Is what he's looking to garner out on the open market. And he wants a four-year deal. So you're talking about a four-year contract worth 80 to $100 million. Again, this sounds like a, a And then the team that, that lures him in... He's got to give up what looks to be is going to be two first-round draft picks. And then, and then Sean then. Payton is a guy that wants some control when it comes to personnel decisions. Now, I'm sure every coach in the National Football League wants to have control of personnel decisions. But very few get control of personnel decisions. I think in this case, though, Payton might get exactly what he wants. Highly in demand, Buck. We'll keep an eye on Sean Payton. That's your top five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Want you to come out and help celebrate the five-time National League East champion Atlanta Braves tomorrow at Braves Fest, presented by Delta Airlines. They're going to take over the battery in Truist Park, and uh, you got a chance to hang out uh, with some really exciting events like player and coach appearances and the thing everybody's looking to get, player autographs you'll have that opportunity uh, player photos got a lot of stuff going on here and the best part admission is free no charge event runs from 10 a.m to 4 p.m so come on out you need more details you can find that at braves.com slash braves fest bulldog football round table is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Howe Glaw Group, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Dog, I'm going to need your help on this one. Coming and going, it takes more than one person to keep up with that as it relates to the Bulldog football team. So we got Trez Marshall has elected to transfer out linebacker, and he's he's going to Alabama. That's right. He's going to go be a part of Saban's defense over there and potentially Grantham's. Uh, we got Rosemey Jack Saint. He's staying. Staying with the Georgia Bulldog program, the X-Wide receiver. And I think he's a really solid receiver. 
Adam. So that is, uh, comes in clutch for Brian McClendon and his wide receiver group. Uh, this guy has uh, been a really solid player and stepped up this year when they needed him to. Definitely. And I, I, the more depth you can give me in the wide receiver group, I'm taking it. I want it, especially the experience as well. Now, the big one, in my opinion, and the one I'm tracking and been talking about is in the middle of the offensive line. You got Cedric Van Pran, who was one of the team captains this year and reportedly had uh, filed uh, thinking really seriously about making the jump to the National Football League. But uh, we've had the deadline now come and go and still no word on Cedric Van Pran and what he's decided to do. As I understand it, they've provided him with a little bit of an extension, I'm told, of three days. So the deadline to get be in or out of the draft as an underclassman was last night, and still no news coming down on what Cedric Van Pran's going to do. And we've got some competing mes- message boards uh, with what is going to happen. I've got uh, on three, which we've used here on the show before, saying that we should expect something today. That's what they've tweeted out. I've got UGA Sports saying we expect something tomorrow, and they're also putting in theirs that they think he's going to be staying. Staying. That's what they're reporting. But well, he's still weighing the options, they also say. Yeah, and I think this is really uh, one of the big, big decisions looming over this 2023 Bulldog team and their ability to compete for a th- another national title and, and run it back for a three-peat, for crying out loud. But uh, Van Pran... Uh, right now, I believe uh, when you look at the NFL personnel guys, he's rated as the second or third center that would be available in this draft, which would basically say he's going to be a second or third round pick. Uh, you don't see a lot of centers going in the first round. So maybe he decides to come back. I, I do know this, looking at the offensive line, look, Broderick Jones has left. He's going to the NFL early. But with Amarius Mims, and from what I hear, they're very high on Ernest Green, young player there in the program. They should be able to cover that up. But at center, there's just no one ready to step in and take charge if Van Pran says he's going to the National Football League. Now, they got some guards that they could cross-train and probably cross-trained them like Jared Wilson might be able to step in there. But I don't think anybody ready to play at the level that Van Pran was pl- playing at this past year. So we'll keep an eye on that. Just been waiting on that news to come down all week long. And, uh, Adam, what about that Georgia basketball team? We're going to get Coach White maybe on next week. He has impressed a lot of people with the job this Bulldog basketball team's uh, doing. They'll host Vanderbilt tomorrow. 1 o'clock at Stegman. Now, is this game sold out? They've it already is. had some sellouts. That is amazing. Yeah, he's got the fan base energized. Tomorrow sold out. Another couple of future games are already sold out. So if you're looking to make the trip to Athens and see Mike White and his squad, you need to uh, go ahead and secure those tickets now. There's your roundtable. We'll come back on the other side. we got picks in the NFL playoffs. Stick around for that. Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. For a perfect gift to celebrate the dogs taking home another national title, check out Hexhead Art. Officially licensed and perfect for your fan cave. Go to hexheadart.com. Check out the new Bulldogs National Championship pieces. Also, we've got our 680 of the Fan golf getaway, courtesy of 680 of the Fan in America's Golf Island, Hilton Head Island. Coming up as we celebrate our 30th anniversary here at The Fan. And thanks to our friends at Infinity of Gwinnett, our grand prize winner. We'll also get to drive to Hilton Head in style in a brand new QX80. So get entered right now, 680thefan.com slash 30. It's time for the final word, I believe. And that will be two picks in the NFL playoff games this weekend. Pick number one. I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I'll give up the eight and a half. Got this one, Chiefs 38, Jaguars 13. Jags have been less than impressive on the road. The Chiefs have been almost unbeatable in the playoffs at home. Got the Chiefs winning big in that one, so I'll take the Chiefs. I'll give up the eight and a half. Pick number two. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Give up the seven and a half. The Giants, they've been less than impressive on the road, too, in a hostile environment there in Philly where the Eagles have just dominated them. You know, good runs for the Jags and and the Giants, getting back in there, getting in the mix, but facing the two Super Bowl favorites. I'm going to give up the points and take the favorites. I'll take the Chiefs and the Eagles. I got to make my paper this weekend. Well, it's going to do it for another week of the Buck Baloo Show. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Check out the podcast, Buck's Beat, thepodcastpark.com, breaking down Stetson, the upcoming Georgia team at 23. Mort joins me talking about the senior bowl on Stetson Bennett. All right, we got Chris coming up next with special guest Chipper Jones. Stay tuned for that, and have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 